And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio, and I thank you for joining my joining me on this lovely and quite pleasant Friday evening. Wow, what a uh, week we've had in Pittsburgh in terms of heat and rain, but tonight it feels like uh, early fall. So I am hopeful that you are also experiencing some pleasant weather right now, wherever, wherever you are and whatever day it is. But I hope you're having a great 4th of July weekend. And before I get started, I want, as always, to please ask you to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you're going to be privy to so much content as far as our live shows. Uh, we have this show. We have the Steelers Hangover on Monday with Brian Anthony Davis and yours truly. We have the Scobro Show with Dave Schofield and Rich, his brother Rich. That's every Tuesday, every Wednesday. It's the curtain call with with Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict. And then during the regular season, it's Know Your Enemy. And that's a great show. They always have, in the offseason and in the regular season, they always have a great uh, guest on that offers insight to either draft picks, uh, coaches, or during the regular season, the upcoming opponent. So you're really going to love that show. It's every Wednesday. Every Thursday, it's the preview with, with Jeff Hartman and Dave and, and Brian Anthony Davis, our podcasting manager. So please check that out on Friday. It's this show, of course. Saturday, it's a touchdown under with Maddie Peverall and Mark Davidson, the, the two guys from Australia. They do a great job. Their show, show is really popular. On Sunday, during the offseason, it's Tales from 2 a.m. with Brian Anthony Davis. And, and of course, on during the regular season, it's we have all kind of Steelers content that you can enjoy on Sundays during the game. It's the, obviously a, a crazy time, but, but the, the content never ends. And, of course, you can check all these live shows out, not only on YouTube, but also on Facebook, which I'm, I'm, I hope, hopefully you're joining me on Facebook right now as well as uh, YouTube. And you can check those out live, but you can also check them out after the fact on any audio platform, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, the list goes on and on. And you can also check out audio-only shows on any audio platform, of course, as the saying goes. And that's uh, shows like The Retro Show, uh, with uh, with yours truly and Brian Anthony Davis, where we talk about old Steelers games. That's a lot of fun. To, to, I get to watch old Steelers games on YouTube or on on, on another uh, resource and and talk about it with Brian. It's so much fun. And of course, there's the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, the Live Mike with Michael Beck, uh, the War Room with with Maddie Peverall. Excuse me. Let's ride with with Jeff Hartman. Um, so much, so much stuff. And we're going to be bringing you more, more shows, more original shows, uh, more original personalities. You're, you're, you're really in for a treat this coming regular season. It's coming Steeler season, starting probably in training camp. I mean, it's just going to be so fantastic that the content never ends. And of course, check out behind the store curtain, the website where we bring you news, commentary, film breakdown, everything, everything you could ever ask for in, in a, in a Steelers website. We have it for you. Uh, it's your only stop shop. I don't know. Whatever the saying is, your one-stop shop, your lone stop shop. The bottom line is, if you want Steelers content, this is the place to be. The website, the podcasting platform, we got you covered. So please give us a, give us a holler, give us a, a like, a, a, make us part of your daily Steelers routine. You're, 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 you won't be sorry. 
And uh, hello to everybody in the live chat. We have Chad Landsman from Facebook. George Teston is joining us from YouTube. Steelers Pittsburgh, Gyro, Brad Jewett, Steeler Chick 46, Steeler Nation 412. Sean Manahan, who was the first to join us, the first one in. Sean Manahan, and, he's, and, and, and I hope to be joined by some more fine folks. Daniel Noriega. Let's see who else. Kathy Ford. Thanks, me and Joe. I mean, my God, we are. It's uh, it's July. Was it July second? Yeah, July second. Yes. I don't know dates. Anyway, July second as I'm as I'm doing the show, and we have such a, a a dedicated audience. I am so extraordinarily impressed with you guys, and I, I can't wait. Danny Owens, my goodness. So, and here's Steeler Pittsburgh, and he or she, I'm not sure. Says drinking a six pack with Tony. Well, there you go. I might do some of that after the show. I won't do it before the show though, because I I, I talk fast enough as it is. Me on alcohol trying to do a show, forget it. But I hope you enjoy that six pack. So, as the uh, title suggests, I don't have a whole lot for you tonight. I have a few topics, a couple topics. But the one bit of intriguing news, in my opinion, in my opinion, that came along this week was the uh, the rumor. Uh, about Kevin Dotson, the second-year guard out of Louisiana, the uh, player that everybody's excited about from the, uh, well, in addition to Chase Claypool and a few others, people are really excited about Kevin Dotson and what he could possibly do at left guard in 2021. But, the, but a rumor surfaced uh, about his, his, uh, his conditioning during the offseason and the fact that perhaps he hasn't been taking – his opportunity seriously, you know, he has a, a great opportunity. I mean, the second Matt Filer left as a free agent in March, Kevin Dodson was, I don't, I not even pencil. I think he was penned in as the uh, new starting left guard for 2021. But according to, to Dejan Kavakovich, who's a longtime Steelers reporter, uh, Pittsburgh sports reporter, I should say, including the Steelers. Uh, he's currently the, uh, the head of uh, DK Pittsburgh sports, the, the website, according to, to a source that he says is impeccable within the Steelers organization. Somebody is un unhappy with Kevin Dotson's conditioning. And of course that caused a bit of an uproar at the beginning of the week. And uh, actually a lot of people rallied around Dotson and, and, and posted a bunch of videos and, and, and pictures of, of him and his, his physique and, and of him working out and, Dotson's even his, his trainer came to his aid and said, look, this guy is putting in the work. And, and a lot of people were upset about with that day, John, a lot of the local other local reporters were like, I didn't hear anything about this. Uh, but in my opinion, I'm not saying it's true as far as, as the conditioning with, with, with Dotson, as far as the uh, him not taking it seriously. What I am saying is someone within the organization is more than likely upset with Dotson for one reason or another. I don't know what the reason is. Um, it could be any number of reasons, but I don't think somebody like Dejan, who has a, uh, a, a website and who is a longtime reporter and who relies on the Steelers for a lot of his content and who has to have a, a great working relationship with them as far as access, why he, he wouldn't say this if, if it wasn't said to him. And uh, he wouldn't just make it up. I, I think a lot of people were asserting that, that he just made this up for clicks, quote unquote, for, for traffic, for clickbait. 
you know, but that what that doesn't make any sense. That would be foolish. That'd be stupid for him to do that. Um, for, for one thing, he has Ramon Foster as one of his employees. Now, who has higher integrity than Ramon Foster, in my opinion, as far as recent Steelers players? Very few. So, uh, you know, Ramon, the big ragu, he wouldn't be a party to to his new boss making up stories about his old team. That just he would not stand for that. And and why would why would Dejan risk losing access for his reporters and himself to, to players and, and, and coaches and whomever else as far as for, for interviews and, and, and coverage of the team? Why would he do that? It, it just wouldn't make any sense. So this more than likely was said to him, and there's more than likely somebody unhappy with Dotson. Justified or not, I don't know. Why, I don't know. It could be any number of reasons. Um, it could be because uh, Dawson's a fourth-round pick. And maybe this person thought they should have addressed the offensive line with a, a higher draft pick a few months ago in the 2021 NFL draft. It could be as simple as that. Uh, maybe this person doesn't think that, that, that Dotson, Dotson's ready and, and they wanted somebody with a higher pedigree in there. Maybe they thought they should assign a, a a veteran to be the the the, the, the left starting left guard for twenty twenty one. You know, they according to, to Dejon and, and his source, the reason why they initially brought Trey Turner in, who eventually uh, took the place of David DeCastro, and he was or he's going he's slated to, to take the place of David DeCastro at right guard after the release of DeCastro last week. The reason why. Uh, Turner was originally brought in for a visit during minicamp was because they were unhappy with, with, with uh, Dotson and they were looking at him as a possible starter at left guard for 2021. So uh, it could be as simple as that. I remember Keith Willis once said, I remember reading, reading an interview uh, from him in 2003 with the Post-Gazette and uh, Keith, Willis, Keith Willis was an undrafted free agent out of Northeastern back in 1982 and he went on and have a great career in Pittsburgh. He had 59 sacks, one of the, one of the more uh, underrated and unheralded defensive linemen in, in team history. Uh, but according to him, and in, in, according to uh, in, in the eyes of some people within the organization or even the NFL, he was always an undrafted free agent, and they could always do better. That was always and and, and I I think a lot of a lot of people have that perception of. Not that Dotson's necessarily a lower round pick; he's a mid round pick, a mid round pick, but he's not. I don't think he's a, a fourth round pick or held in the same esteem as the first round pick. I think there's always a little bit of doubt when it comes to anything uh, from mid round pick all the way down to uh, undrafted free agent. So it could be as simple as that. Um, it could be as, as something along the lines of they just don't like him. This person just maybe doesn't listen like his attitude or social media awareness. Uh, or maybe he's just not in, he, he might be in the best shape of his career, but, or his football career anyway, but it's not good. It's just simply not good enough. There could be any number of reasons. So I think um, the, the, the bigger question or the better question is not how could Dejan Kavakovich, how could he put this rumor out there? How could he, uh, report on this. The question is, why does somebody within the Steelers organization, uh, why are they seemingly unsatisfied or unhappy with a promising young football player, a guy that 
is being counted on heavily in 2021. Why is this a thing? Because I think it is a thing as far as somebody being unhappy with him. You know, uh, that's to me, that's the real story. Not that how dare uh, DK put this out there. It's his job. I would do the same thing. If I was in his position and I had the source within the organization that told me this, and it was a reliable source and, 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 and uh, this source had been accurate in the past, I, of course I would, I would put it out there. That's your job as a journalist to do that. It's not his job to appease the Steelers as far as not stirring things up. It, it's his job to uh, report on, on things that come his way, you know, if he thinks that they're credible. So um, to me, that's the bigger question. Why is somebody within the organization most likely unhappy with Kevin Dotson? What is the reason? Is it justified? Is it not? I tend to believe that it's not justified based on what we know of Dotson and his character and those pictures that people were posting. His physique, he looks fantastic. Uh, he's always been an intense individual. He, he was a decorated player for Louisiana, highly thought of. I highly doubt he would come in here and just uh, not take this great opportunity seriously in the second year. This is a chance to be a starter, uh, to ultimately uh, do wonders for his uh, f- his financial future and make- making a lot of money after he becomes a free agent in a few years. So I highly doubt he would be um, just um, uh, not, not taking this seriously. The question is, why is there that perception out there? And, and, and I mean, heck, Jerome Bettis came to Pittsburgh in 1996 with a reputation for having a bad attitude and being a malcontent and not being a hard worker and not being a great teammate. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, uh, Marcus Allen, remember Marcus Allen, the, the one of the greatest Raiders of all time, MVP of the uh, Super Bowl, whatever was it, Super Bowl 18. Was that the Super Bowl? Yeah. Or maybe uh, whatever Super Bowl that was. Uh, 17. I'm sorry, 17. That great, mag- magnificent uh, cutback run, reverse field, fantastic. His owner, or his boss, uh, Al Davis, the Raiders owner, always had it off for, for Allen. Nobody could ever figure out why. Some people thought it was because uh, Allen held out a training camp a couple times. A lot of people thought it was because Allen was never a, a true breakaway threat and and. Davis was always about speed, speed, speed. Uh, no matter what the position, he wanted speed. He believed in, in that kind of thing. You remember he had Bo Jackson on the team at one point. So uh, uh, nobody ever got to the bottom of it, but it was definitely a real thing. Uh, Alan has talked about this. H- him and his, him and Davis never saw eye to eye. Uh, Davis was always trying to replace him. It just didn't make any sense. But, you know, the saying is all, all, all you need in life to succeed at something is one person to be your champion. That's why I'm here right now, because Michael Bean, the original editor uh, behind the still curtain, uh, saw something in my writing back in 2010. He asked me to be one of his uh, regular writers. And now here we are. But the opposite can also be true. You know, sometimes all it takes is one person to not like you for whatever reason, justified or not. And it could uh, it could lead to these kind of uh, rumors and maybe even a, a, a visit by a, a Trey Turner as far as somebody trying to trying to replace you. So uh, I'm 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 just I just want to go on record as saying I am very optimistic about Kevin Dotson. I'm very excited about him, and I can't wait to see what he can contribute to that offensive line in 2021. But to reiterate, 
I have no doubt that this source of, of uh, Dejan's uh, told him this and that this is a real thing. And the question is why. And it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds uh, throughout training camp, through the preseason, into the regular season. So uh, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, let's see what we have on, on the, uh, in the live chat as far as comments on this. And Kathy Ford says that Dotson looked pretty good in the, in the pictures that he posted. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and that's, uh, that's, that's true. That's what gives me hope that, that, that Dotson is in great shape, but that's really not the issue. The issue isn't whether or not Dotson's in great shape. Uh, like Dave Schofield says, as far as uh, this one term that I always struggle with mutually exclusive, right? I always, I always get that mixed up, but I think I have it nailed now. And Kevin Dotson can be in great shape, but also have somebody within the organization unsatisfied with him. The two aren't mutually exclusive, right? It's just how it is. Sometimes people just have it out for you for, for whatever reason. They don't like maybe maybe they don't, they don't like the kind of player you are as far as technique or 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 size or 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 whatever personality. We'll never know, but I have no doubt that this is actually a true thing. So. And then here's Michael McHenry who says, don't clickbait me with that first sentence. Well, it's not clickbait. I, I actually talked about it. So is that clickbait? Me talking about what I was said I was going to talk about? I don't know. Uh, Brad Jewett, and I agree. Brad Jewett says, I feel like Zach Banner is getting severely overlooked. I couldn't agree more. To reiterate, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, I'm very excited about Zach Banner. I'm very excited about this line. And, and the reason why I'm excited about the line, like I talked about a few shows ago, it's because there's really no reason not to be, you know, you have shoots who people have always said, and I, I've repeated myself a million times. People have always said could be a better right or I'm sorry, a better left tackle than a right tackle. That's where he's going to be moving over in, in 2021. Obviously you have Dotson at left guard uh, centers wide open. Hopefully it'll be Kendrick green. And of course you have Trey Turner. Who's a, who's a, uh, a, a, decent veteran. He's had some struggles recently, but he's a decent veteran. He's probably going to be an upgrade over the Castro at right guard simply because the Castro just was not healthy last year. And then you have Banner at right tackle who won the job last year in training camp before his season was cut short before the end of the first game with a, an ACL tear. So you have a completely new offensive line. Uh, a lot of these guys are aggressive. I don't know about Shooks so much, but we know Dodson's aggressive. We know Green is aggressive. We know Banner is aggressive. Right, Turner. I'm not. I'm not that sure about, but he's he's a five-time Pro Bowl guard. So, you know, Adrian Clem's preaching a more aggressive uh, attitude, a more aggressive demeanor. Uh, they're going to be focusing on the run more this year, uh, presumably. So, I think there's there's really, again, to repeat something I said in the past. There's really no reason. There's no point in in pointing out the Lions performance last year uh, as a barometer to how things are going to go this year. Cause we just don't know how this line's going to do. Cause it's a completely different unit more or less. So. And thanks. Mean Joe says Dotson is a natural brawler. He didn't get to that level by being a softy. Exactly. Like I said, the Steelers. Well, like I said, in the past, the Steelers have been concentrating heavily on high character guys in the past four or five drafts. I think we've seen that. You know, the biggest the biggest um, misstep of, of a lot of these guys recently 
is just the fact that maybe they're too um, people don't think they're mature enough. You know, they're they're on social media too much. They're uh, on on TikTok too much, which is social media, but it's a new kind of social media, I guess. And by the way, and it's something I forgot to to uh, mention when I was talking about the Dawson thing. I think a lot of, a lot of the stuff with with DK with Dejan and, and, and people uh, going after him for this for reporting this thing that, that a source said it's because everybody loves Dotson and rightfully so, and everybody is excited about him. But I guarantee you, almost guarantee you, I can't guarantee anything, but I, I almost guarantee you that if if Dejan said the exact same thing, uh, sorry, said the exact same source um, claimed that they were unhappy with Juju's brand furthering or Chase Claypool's social media activity. People were like, yeah, thanks for letting us know. Thanks for putting that out there, DK. Thanks for doing your job as a journalist. Thanks for, for, uh, for, for reporting the facts. We needed to hear that because people were upset about brand furthering. If, so, if, if the same source would have said that somebody within the organization uh, thought that Mike Tomlin should be on the hot seat and they were unhappy with his, his performance, his, his, uh, the results of the last few years, uh, a, a lot of the same people were like, yes, thank you, Dejan, for reporting the facts, for, for bringing us the scoop. So I think a lot of it, a lot of it is the fact that people love Dotson. So that's why they're going after, after, uh, Dejan. But again, to repeat, I have no doubt that this source is, said what he said and somebody within the organization is unhappy with Dotson. So on that note, on that note, at the 2142 mark, I will uh, close out the first half of the show. I think I rambled on long enough about that topic. And when I come back, I'll touch on some more things. And I will also take your comments and quite more of your comments and questions. Um, if you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, I am not going anywhere. So please stay with me. If you were listening on an audio platform, I thank you for downloading part one. But please come back and download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack, and I will be right back.